Welcome to Monday Morning Homilist. I'm Father Manny Alvarez. And I'm Jorge Santibanez. Every Monday morning, we dive deeper into the previous Sunday's readings and homilies. And towards the end, we veer off to talk about life and definitely talk a little sports. Enjoy. Good morning. Happy, can we say happy Ash Wednesday? Sure, why not? I think I asked you the same question last year. You did? We didn't do an Ash Wednesday episode last year. But it's like happy Lent. uh, Can you say that? It's weird. Yeah, we're doing it today because obviously (laughs) you you were given the day off on Monday. Thank you. Much appreciated. And it was President's Day and everybody gets a little out of whack so that nobody listens. So um, we start Lent today and we're here at Monday Morning Homeless. We're going to do something special during Lent. Huh? How about that? Let's do it. So, Father Manny, for his one of his Lenten sacrifices, sacrifices. Or you're going to sacrifice time. Yeah, sacrifice time and effort to prepare. We'll give you every day content. There you go. I'm sounding like Dan Levitard. You want content? We'll give you content. Uh, every morning at 5 a.m. I'm not waking up at 5 a.m. <laughs> every morning. There's, there's <laughs> yeah, a sacrifice. That's a major sacrifice. <laughs> That's a, actually that's something I thought about doing. I waking up earlier to pay more time in prayer, but let me like, yes. you can you can finally use the live function on right. the podcast. I could. Well, <laughs> let me get to what we're, we're like. Can you get to what you were going to announce? So every morning at five a.m. when you wake up, or you're, you know you're going to have in your you know if you subscribe to it and it comes to you automatically, a daily meditation for that day of Lent. So there it is, and it'll be seven days a week until we get to Easter. And on Mondays, we'll do our normal episode. Uh, uh, we're not going to do sports today because that's Wednesday. But, you know, we'll, we'll I don't know what we're going to talk because there's nothing going on in sports. Nope. Yep. So, that, that but opening days around the quarter weeks. in March Madness. So, but, you know, we're not giving up sports. I mean, that that's crazy talk. We're not giving up sports for Lenten. It'd be good. But then we give up March Madness. <laughs> and what if the Kings win the national championship? And, <laughs> and you know, and, and and baseball starts. And we can't give up sports. We're going to a baseball game. And, and uh you know, on at the end of March. So, anyway, so 5 a.m. every morning. Uh, I haven't decided. I have to decide by the end of the day because I have to, I have to pre-record um, the Lenten uh, discipline, the des- Lenten meditation for um, for tomorrow's episode. So it'll be in your inbox uh, or wherever you get it on iTunes or on Spotify or on Apple, uh, on Amazon or even on Podbeam, which is ours. Or and it'll it usually automatically posts to our yep. Facebook page and it posts to our our webpage, so it'll be in many different places. So you could spend. Uh, I don't anticipate it going longer than five minutes. I say that now, and watch one day because one day is a product. The first time. week will be five minutes, and then and then week two you'll start. What are we averaging usually now on on these things? About an hour and about five an minutes. About an hour. And remember, you, I remember the first day you were in here. It was me and Izzy, or Izzy and I, and we went over an hour. And you, when you came, I go, "What would you do?" We started like around 35 minutes yep. that involved into 40. This is what happens to bishops when they become bishops. They start like Bishop Noonan. Like he started his confirmation homilies like 10 minutes. Then it grew to 15 minutes. Then it grew to 20 minutes. I'm like, it was the same message. It was the same, you know, it just, it happens. So that's what we're doing during them. But today we're focusing on Ash Wednesday. So what you, you know, we had, it's, uh, we're recording it a little bit before it is noon. 11 o'clock. And so we've already had a full day here at the parish. So <laughs> and we got we got off to a rock and start. Six fifteen, I heard was was three hundred to four hundred people. Yep, for a six fifteen. 
Yeah, that's our biggest 6.15 mass of the year, obviously. And then 8 o'clock, you know, right after school drop-off. All the parents, the a lot of parents stay. The beautiful chaos that is I would love for the campus parents, at 8 a.m. Yeah, I would love for the parents, to, you know, parents to stay for the school mass in, like in previous parishes, but we have there, no... There were a lot of them, though. There were, standing, no, but, but usually... Standing the, around the, yeah, but the, the parents, usually the parents that come are the ones that are invited because their kids are reading yeah. or something, but... So already, uh, my thumb looks okay, right? It's got some little ash on there. A little, a little bit, but he, no. But look at it tonight. When your you see forehead's it, a little dirty. Yes, I I received the ashes already. <laughs> Father Andrew gave it to me because I celebrated the nine thirty mass. Jorge is going to receive it later on today, so his his forehead is spotless. Spotless, but um, it's Ash Wednesday, and we're going to get a little bit deeper into the theology of Lent, disciplines of Lent, and especially today's gospel, which is so powerful. And in fact, today's gospel we didn't do uh, an episode on Monday. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the gospel we heard this past Sunday of be perfect just as your heavenly father is perfect and talked about, you know, loving your enemies and praying for those who persecute you. This gospel today from the sixth chapter of Matthew picks up exactly where Sunday's gospel, you know, leaves off. And it is perfect. So I, I want to read uh, the gospel because it's, it's worth reading and it's worth meditating upon. And from Matthew chapter six, you know, we kind of break it up a little bit because in there the our father jesus gives us the our father and then we go right. into um we go into fasting but jesus says in the gospel of matthew take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see them otherwise you will have no recompense from your heavenly father when you give alms do not blow a trumpet before you it's the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets to win the praise of others amen i say to you they have received the reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your almsgiving may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on street corners so that others may see them. Amen, I say to you. They have received the reward. But when you pray, go to your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites they neglect their appearance so that they may appear to others to be fasting. Amen, I say to you, they have received the reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you may not appear to be fasting, except to your Father who is hidden. And your Father who sees what is hidden will repay you. There you go. Impressions, Jorge. Um, So you just toss out the the hashtag challenge right <laughs> all right first no, line literally first line you, take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see you wow you and i are on the same page today because and like we, well we, we, we've said it this is this is probably the third most well attended mass of the entire year mm-hmm. so christmas christmas uh, easter, easter Ash Wednesday. You know, and not to put anyone down but how many of the people who are coming out today you know, want to get their ashes so they can walk around and be seen and say, "Look at me! I got, I got my ashes." Did I tell you what happened at six fifteen mass? No. <laughs> and then you, and then you get the selfies and the posts. I and did, the... Okay, so we finished six fifteen mass. Okay, Father Andrew are there with Father Uko, and I are there with Father Uko, and we have just finished giving the last two people their ashes, and they're all like happy. We got our ashes, and. We go and there's a little table by the pulpit that we put the ash receptacles in. And I'm looking at these people and they're like, all right, now, now, now we got to take a selfie. Take a-. <laughs> Literally, I photobombed the selfie. 
So at 6.45 this morning, I was already firing on all cylinders. That's awesome. Because, and so what you just said is totally true now. But, but, I, get, but I like it. It's, I, I it's like nice it. to see people, you know, to put your faith on, you know, to, to, to really proclaim your faith and right. say, this is who I am. No, yeah. So it's a, it's a tricky uh, it, it, It's a balancing, a balancing act. act because do we do it for the right reasons? Do we understand what those ashes represent? Like yesterday I sent you, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yesterday I sent you that meme that was going around, um, that meme that was going around that your, I think your sister posted it or yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's a Tony reality from around the mm-hmm. horn who every, every year, God bless him, goes to mass and records around the horn, which is a show on ESPN with the ashes on his forehead. And the meme says, dear single woman looking to find a nice Catholic guy. Tomorrow, God will label them for you. It's a great meme. It really is. But, you know, I'm going to stand stand outside church all day. Um, So it's tricky because, yeah, you want to give witness to your faith. Um, I think one year I I may have mentioned this was in the early days of Instagram. You know, proclaim to the world. For sure. But now is it becoming more, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Do not demonstrate to others what you're doing. I guess I kind of telegraphed that by saying, hey, I'm giving you a podcast every day. Um, I'm doing other things that no one knows sure. about. So <laughs> you're suggesting you're getting bad, up wine. Bad time, to, bad time to start saying that I'm hungry, right? <laughs> cro- it never fails. Crossing the street from the church to here, I smelled hamburgers. Oh. And I know the cafeteria is not cooking hamburgers oh. today in our school, but I just made George very, very hungry. Oh. And myself included, but, but that see that that's some. I remember one time a student asked me, "Well, Father, why do we do all these things? Why can't I eat meat on Fridays?" Well, obviously that goes back to you know so much tradition. But I I, bo- I boil it down for the kids in this in this manner. He goes, "Every time you crave meat on a Friday, it helps you think about those who have no meat, those who have no food." It helps you think of the sacrifice of Christ. It puts your mind toward the divine. Because I say it every year, I do not eat bacon as a staple. Jorge, what's my usual breakfast? A donut or a... That's it. Or a piece or of bread or a some, bagel or something no, no, simple. Very like I grab a donut <laughs> on the way out the door or a croissant or something, and I'm done until lunch. I have to have something in my stomach. But... I don't know why every Friday I crave bacon. That's depart from me, Satan. Not today, Satan. You know, it's, bacon. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> okay, but I don't. It's not part of my diet, especially who has time to sit down and make, and make bacon? bacon. And I'm not that guy. that's gonna have his outkeeper make me breakfast, make me bacon. All right. No, but it's like when you like, for example, on Fridays. If you're used to going out on Fridays to dinner. You have to go out of your way to say, all right, let's go mm-hmm. to some place that, you know, is not a steakhouse. You That's why my go-to Fridays is pizza. You do. I've, I've had I've had Lenten Fridays so at I your just, house. I just we can't have pepperoni pizza, but we can still pizza. have pizza. <laughs> In my house, it was arroz y huevo frito, white rice and 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 fried eggs, and you just mix them together. That was Lenten food for us. And obviously, people go to the fillet of fish at McDonald's. And I still say McDonald's should give a cut of that of their proceeds on filet of fish to the Catholic Church because the filet of fish would not exist 
it's not for the Catholic Church. Can I get an amen from the amen. From Preach. The congregation? Preach. <laughs> but so all these Lenten disciplines, and that's what the gospel talks about. All these Lenten disciplines are supposed to guide our attention towards the divine. That we when we deprive ourselves of something, you know, we allow that hole, that emptiness to be filled with God. You know, I talked about it this morning with the kids in my homily, you know, like it says when Jesus says, if you fast, don't look gloomy like the hypocrites do. And I asked the kids, do you know when the Carmelite sisters fast? And they were like, oh, I don't know. They fast all the time. Do they tell you? No. Do they look gloomy? No. They look joyous. They do fast. They fast for different reasons and what have you. And then I asked him, do you know how many hours the Carmelites spend in prayer every day? One little, one seventh grader said, one hour. Like, no, not quite. Then I asked the second graders, and Sister Rose is looking right at me. And she's, you know, I go watch. Second grader overshoot this. She goes, 18 hours. I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, now you're talking about, you know, monastic. You know, this is like really hardcore, you know. In, you know well, how do we to, define prayer? <laughs> exactly. So, you know, or at la, la bora, <laughs> right? right, Benedict. So, no, it's three hours that they spend at least three hours before the Blessed Sacrament every day, <laughs> which is remarkable. Um, so the three Lenten disciplines, prayer, fasting, almsgiving. Prayer, we need obviously. We could all use more of it. Fasting, you know, obviously today is a day of fasting, which is one normal meal, two, le- two simple meals, nothing in between. Uh, and then Fridays of Lent, no, no fish. I mean, say no meat. And everybody goes, well, what do the vegans do? Well, they, vegans figure it out. We haven't, you know, the church hasn't put anything, you know, definitive out there. I go, figure it out. I mean, I, I've, I've talked to my, I don't yeah. know. They give up something. I, the impossible burger. I don't know. I, I, I've sat with them and I said, you know, figure it out. And they, they, they do. But it's about sacrifice. It's about saying, you know what? I'm depriving myself of this so that I can be able to concentrate more on the divine. Yeah. And it's an imitation of the life of Christ. You know, we look at we look at those three pillars: prayer, fasting, almsgiving, and that's what Jesus, how he lived his life. You know, we, we read through the Gospels as Jesus would would go from town to town, performing miracles, healing the sick. In the middle of all this crazy hustle and bustle of everyone trying to come see him, he would intentionally depart and retreat to go pray, and and he made prayer such an important part of how he lived his life you know, and, and he made the, the time and the space for it. You know, fasting. You know, he went into the desert and, and fasted for 40 days you know, and was tended to by the angels. You know, fasting, he, he deprived of himself in order to give of himself. You know, and then almsgiving, yeah, he, he may not have been going around giving uh, you know, coins to, the, to these people and money to these people, but his entire life was the greatest act of, of charity. You, know, you mm-hmm. talked about about kindness, mercy, and this is who he was. Lived, you know, not just not just in a coin, but in in the way he spoke to people, the way he cared for people, the way, the way he gathered people around, you know, the way he reached out to those who had been outcast, you know, and, and literally raised them up and say, "Look, the, these people matter," you know, and that that's charity at its finest. And everything during Lent is about narrowing our focus on Christ. 
is removing from our lives those things that do not allow us to focus intently on the cross, which is our, which is what Christ is journeying towards and what we're journeying towards. And there's another aspect about Lent. I always call this a season of opportunity, a, a season of grace that the, you know, that the church gives us. We always say, oh my goodness, that's why we were all out yesterday uh, you know, eating meat, it's Fat Tuesday, you know, get it out of the way. We had Mardi Gras, we had all that stuff. But now we start Lent. And it's a season of opportunity that the church gives us every year. And sometimes we approach it like going, oh, God, we start Lent. Got to give up something, you know. And, 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 but if you can't approach it that way. If you approach it that way, then you're doing it wrong. You can't approach it like, all right, let me see what I'm going to give. You know what? Like, I believe Jorge gave up coffee. Okay, he's he's he's. I'm feeling it today. You, you, when has the headache started <laughs> no, yet? No, okay. not yet. So, you know, if you approach it with the with with the attitude of, eh, what am I going to give up? Or, you know, but no, you can't do that because then you 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 start off on the wrong foot. You approach it with joy, with Father joy and Lent don't mm-hmm. go together. There was there's a great um, there's a great preface. There's a great preface from um, uh, from the Missal, and, and we'll talk about prefaces probably later on during Lent because they're a great theological explanation. When I say preface, is what we pray right before the Eucharistic prayer. The Lord be with you and also with you. You know, lift up your hearts, etc. Um, when we when we get to the um, when we get to Lent, there was the 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 preface says. You know, God, for by your gracious gift, each year you're faithful to wait with sacred Paschal Feast with the joy of minds made pure, so that more eagerly intent on prayer, on the works of charity, and by participating in the mysteries by which they have been reborn, they may be led by the to the fullness of grace that you bestow on your sons and daughters. That's the new translation, the old translation. It would say, each year you give us this joyful season. And now mo- most, you know, you sometimes you would, equip that, you, you would equate that with, with Advent. You know, as we wait, you know, the birthday of our of the Messiah. But if you look at Lent as a joyful season, as a season of opportunity that the church gives us, then your whole outlook on Lent changes. You know? And that's where that's what we need to do. And that's why I'm constantly telling people it's not just about giving something up. It's, what are you gonna replace that with? You know, it's it's yeah, it's easier to give up coffee for for 40 days but it doesn't mean anything if i'm not doing something in its place yeah it doesn't mean i have to use those five minutes where i would drink my morning coffee to to do something in that time frame in that time frame alone but in sacrificing the coffee or the chocolate or whatever it is you know can i pick up something along with that you know so so can i give up xyz and then spend a few extra minutes at any point in the day, and say, I'm, I'm going to be more conscious to pray more often. Or, you know, I'm going to be more conscious to be kinder to people, or you know, to go to daily Mass, or to pop into the Adoration Chapel, or to go out and, you know, do service in the community. Something. You mm-hmm. know, so it's not just the give up aspect. But and it's something that can continue after sure. lunch is over. Like, for example, one year I gave up coffee. 23 years ago this Lent. I gave coffee, coffee and all caffeine. Massive. That's why I asked you about the headaches. I had massive <laughs> headaches for two weeks. 
And I said, no, well, I'm giving up caffeine forever. Gave no, up Pepsi, no, no. gave up Coke, no. gave up Let's, Mountain now Dew. You're going to, now you're going yeah, too far. I know, I know but, but I did. And, <laughs> that and did, that I, first drop of coffee on Easter Sunday morning, <laughs> that's, that's glory well, no, you right there. That's it. glory right there. I mean, you could do it after the Easter <laughs> Vigil, but you, you probably want to go to sleep after the Easter <laughs> Vigil. We, rec- we, we recorded a, yeah, a we podcast. Yeah, we came running over because we were... Anyhow, so uh, if we could focus, but to wrap up that point, prayer is so important. You know, Jorge mentioned the Adoration Chapel. You know, come by, spend time there, walk into our church. It's open from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Walk into the church, especially when it's empty. It's so beautiful. I was praying there this morning before the kids started arriving, and, you know, it's, it's beautiful because it's there in that beautiful church and and it's so conducive to prayer, and our chapel is so conducive to prayer. Obviously, because the Blessed Sacrament is exposed. It's so important, prayer. Like Corey said, if you take something out, replace it with something spiritual. But I wanted to focus very briefly before we wrap this up. It'll be a shorter, much shorter episode than we're used to today. Uh, I want to focus on the liturgy, especially today's liturgy, because the liturgy is a, you know, is a great you know, catechist of our faith. And the the... The collect of the mass, like we start, we start mass today, and there's no penitential rite. There's no I confess, no Lord have mercy, because the, the ashes take the place of the distribution of the ashes. But the collect of the mass, the opening prayer says, "Grant, O Lord, that we may begin with holy fasting this campaign of Christian service." Let me stop right there. I love that because it's like, all right, we start off. We're fa- <laughs> we're fasting today. It's a day of fast, but we're taking up this campaign of Christian service so that as we take a battle against spiritual evils, we may be armed with weapons of self-restraint. So, ha, penance. We haven't talked about penance. An important part of Lent. So what we're asking for at the beginning of Mass today is that as we fast, as we take up this campaign of Christian service, this sounds such like so, such a militant prayer, like a prayer soldier would go would would pray it as they go off to battle. You know, as we're fasting, as we take up this campaign, arm us. We take up battle against spiritual evils. We may be armed with weapons of self-restraint. And for penance, you could say that Corey giving up coffee is self-restraint. You know, it's penance. Because when he's, especially in about an hour and a half, when he's done with lunch and he comes back to the office, he's like, uh, you know, he's offered up for something. I offered up for the victims of the Turkey-Syria earthquake. I offered up for the people of, of Ukraine who tomorrow, you know, it'll be a year since they were invaded. I offered up for the people in Nicaragua who, who knows how they're celebrating Ash Wednesday today when they're being persecuted by the government. I offer it up for the poor. I offer it up for the refugees. I offer it up for those who are embedded in their homes that are abandoned, those who are sick, those who are homeless, those who are in the hospitals. You can offer it for so many different reasons and say, Lord, what I'm depriving myself, and, and, I, and I know that I'm longing for whatever it is you gave up. You know, I offer it up for something greater. And that, that that's just, the opening prayer. I want to go. I want to fast forward to. Uh, it, it's beautiful because during Lent, the the missal gives us optional prayers that we could do over the people. Mm-hmm. Um, it says today, 
pour out a spirit of compunction, O Lord, on those who bow before your majesty, and by your mercy may they merit the rewards you promise to those who do penance. I love that. <laughs> pour out a spirit of compunction, O Lord. And let me, for those of you who don't know what compunction is, here's Webster, here, I'm sorry, this is, Mir, uh, this, yeah, this is Webster's Dictionaries. Uh, a feeling of guilt or moral scruple that prevents or follows the doing of something bad. Ah, spirit of guilt, moral scruple that prevents or follows the doing of something bad. So the Holy Father's always talking about it. It's shame, basically. It's a fancy word for shame. Yep. But healthy shame. No, and that, that's what the Holy Father always talks about. That when we sin, and I feel bad about that sin, it's a good thing. It means you're sorry. Yep. It means you realize, oh, I got to go to confession. It means that you have a spirit of compunction. But the thing is that sometimes, and I believe we talked about it on the podcast before, uh, when you commit the sin, same sin over and over and over again, you say, yes, yeah, no big deal. Yes, it is a big deal. Even the, even the tiniest of sins. We, so that's why we pray. At the, the, the priest prays over. This is the, this is the priest praying over the people. Pour out a spirit of compunction, O Lord, on those who bow before your majesty. Because right before that, we say, bow your heads and pray for God's blessing. So we're there with our heads bow, bowing before the majesty of God, who has just been made present in the Eucharist. And by your mercy, may they merit the rewards you promise to those who do penance. So it's like, okay, Lord, give me that healthy shame. Give me that spirit of compunction so that, first of all, I can do penance. I can, basically, it's restitution for what I've done wrong. And then, feel that, you know, feel the embrace. We'll talk about this a lot during Lent. Feel the embrace of your mercy. So that, that, that's, why I want, that's why I wanted to concentrate on the liturgy, because pay attention, especially during Lent, because Lent, the, the, the liturgy is so rich with the prayers and the prefaces. Pay attention to the prayers that the priest says, you know, you know, the collect opening prayer, prayers after offering, over the offerings, prayer after communion, even the, especially the prayers over the people. You know, they're so important. And if we, you, you may pick up something. And, I, and I, you know, Izzy has come on here and said this before. You know, Matthew Kelly always says, bring a journal with you to Mass. And, and, and maybe a word, something, a phrase, you know, I don't know why compunction was my word today. And it wasn't me. It was when I heard, I don't know if it was Father Uke or Father Stephen, say it yeah. at their mass. And I'm like, and the thing is that I've well, now it's, been, it's one of those words that stops you. No, like, right. Well, but I, I don't hear that regularly. No, but the thing <laughs> is that that I'm so used to it on Ash Wednesday. Yeah. Pour out a spirit of compunction on your people. I, I mean, I was almost praying it with them because I kind of knew it by heart. I pray it three or four times every year, you know, depending on how many masses or prayer services I have that day. So... But yeah, it's a word that jumps out. You say, well, what is this? It makes you look it up, like I just did, to give you the, the, the... So, yeah, that's what we wanted to leave you with today. And like I said, you know, we'll continue with it. Like I said, it'll be five minutes today. You know, we did a normal episode, as we'll do every Monday. But your parting thoughts for this Ash Wednesday? Um, if you don't have a crucifix, now, mm. is a, now is a beautiful time to 
obtain one, hang it in your home, put it on your desk, your phone's backdrop, uh, background, whatever. Make it a point this length to look at the crucifix. Because that's, that's really what we're journeying to. Yeah, we say it's a Lenten journey to Easter, but we don't get to Easter without getting a Good Friday first. And we can't skip over. You can't no, we can't. You can't. Easter would make no sense if there's no Good Friday. That's a great Max Lucado sermon I may give later yeah. on. But, um, you know, we, a few episodes ago we talked about redemptive suffering, and, and you mentioned, you know, offer it up. And, you know, I, I laugh because at the end of the school day, how many of the kids are going to be walking around, oh, I'm so hungry, I'm so hungry. You hear the... The grumbles and and yeah, they're kids being kids. But when you when those pangs hit, you know, and and we today we had the the counting collection, so everyone had their cups of coffee, and I'm walking around the <laughs> office, and everyone's walking around with their cup of Entrapment. coffee, and I'm just like, oh, come on, you know, when when those things come up, you know, you look at a crucifix and you say, yeah, you had it worse, you know, that's I. I I can skip my morning coffee. I'll be just fine. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so it's it gives beautiful perspective, but it also allows us to unite our suffering to that suffering on the cross, and that's what ultimately brings us, you know, the healing and grace that we ask for during during the season. Amen. And so, we pray for all of you that you may have a blessed Lent journey. Please share this with others. We haven't told you to share in a while. Uh, tell them that every morning, five a.m., we'll be putting up a brand new episode with new content, and hopefully you enjoy the journey we take together as you journey towards Jesus, journey with Jesus to Calvary and ultimately to the glory of the resurrection. May you have a blessed Lent, and may Almighty God bless you. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen.